Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode six of the RT Machine podcast. We have a special pair of guests today, Jeff and Rob from Green Street Joinery. Yeah. They uh, were glad to have them up. They're the guys that got us started in all this. Yeah, and got you on the bug, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, blame us. Blame, <laughs> yeah, right. Blame those guys. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a black hole of time. <laughs> podcast. Yeah, let's see. Uh, you guys did a couple tours today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're glad to be here. We had we had a great time at, at Lewis Lumber and a great time here. So, Yeah, Keith's a good guy over there. Yeah. Heck of an operation. Mm-hmm. So you didn't know of him until you you heard the podcast, and right, that's right, why right. you went out and thought you'd go up and see him? Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought it'd be a good field trip. He had an ex-O'Shea employee in the, uh, in the office, so that's where we buy our lumber. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's like, well, we're going to have to change that today. I'm like, yeah. The O'Shea guys might get a little mad at us, yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, how did you guys get started in the business? Wow. Um, well, we, we both came from other fields. It was second career for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, coincidentally, we both started in the restaurant business. Jeff, That's an odd transition. Yeah, it Jeff is. front of house uh, and me back of house. Hmm. Um, together? You were, you no, worked, oh, no, you didn't work together. Okay. Yeah. Um, I started earlier than Jeff, obviously, my yeah. age difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I fell into it. I was waiting to get my teacher's license, and I was a teacher in New York City and moved to New Jersey just after I started, and I was waiting for my license. If you don't know, you need a different license for each state. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, so I took the tests, and I'm waiting for my license to come along, and, um, you know, like anybody of... uh, good hard-working stock you look for a job while you're waiting you don't just sit the around the bill stock gotta get paid right that's right, yeah. that's right. um and the i wife, always the wife won't be happy no. you know? <laughs> <laughs> always sort of you know dabbled in woodworking but i knew nothing except what i you know saw on uh, new yankee workshop oh yeah good old norm so i i said you know what while i'm waiting uh, let me just put a sign in my front yard and, oh. and that's how i started <laughs> That was the beginning. Yeah. Jeff? Well, yeah. So I worked in restaurants for about 10 years, um, you know, from the time I was just old enough to work until um, I guess I was probably about 23. Um, Yeah, 23, because 2012, Hurricane Sandy hit. Uh, We're from New Jersey, and we live right on the coast. Um, Sandy hit. The restaurant where I was working took like seven, eight feet of water. So needless to say, it was like totally wiped out. You know, we, we got in there and cleaned everything out. And we were hoping that we were going to be able to reopen. Um, but in the meantime, I got a call from my boss and he said, you know, we have this client and uh, he's picking up some part-time work with a builder. You know, he knows that everybody's going to be out of work. Do you want to, do you want to, you know, go help him out? I said, yeah, you know, this was like right around Thanksgiving 2012. Um so I started with him, you know, we're doing mostly like, you know, cutting sheetrock at two feet because, you know, uh, most of the higher lying places only got a little bit of water. Um, you know, so cutting sheetrock out, you know, putting in new sheetrock, just stuff like that. And um, I did that for a little bit and work kind of dried up with him. I was still doing some bartending and stuff. Um, my wife, my wife, my then girlfriend is a hairdresser and she had a client whose husband was a custom builder. So I ended up getting a job with him. 
Um, that was like the day after Christmas 2013 I started with him. And uh, worked with him for a couple years, I think in 2016 maybe we met. Yeah, the, I want to say, I always want to call it Dokken. Yeah, maybe that's the name. We won't, we won't uh, say exactly what his name is. <laughs> but that is it. Uh, <laughs> Docking. Yeah. yeah. Like Tom quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> so we met on a job. I was working for the builder. I, I had worked, I was like the lead finished carpenter at that time. Uh, and Rob was working for the cabinet shop who was putting in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you actually came to measure for like some mantles. And we hit it off immediately. We were talking about working in restaurants and music. Yeah. Um, mm. And then. It must have been 2018. I actually ended up getting a job at this cabinet shop where where Rob had been working. Oh, okay. I wasn't working there at the time. Oh, you were. Already... We, our paths had diverged. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. You were on. Everybody said you were on sabbatical. Yeah. Um, I started working at that cabinet shop when I tore a bicep tendon, and I realized I couldn't work by myself anymore. And I met Tom when I had to borrow a piece of equipment. And so I went to work for Tom and I had had this client that was uh, from my old stable of work that wanted a kitchen built. So I brought it into the shop and he didn't want to have anything to do with it. He said, just go back to your shop and build it. It was too hmm. complicated for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like frame inset cherry with bird's eye maple panels. Sounds like a neat project. It was a, yeah. it was a good job. Um, and uh, so I was back at my shop when Jeff started working there. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back after that. And I, Lou, who's the shop manager, was like, no, no, it's Jeff. Come back, you know. And anyway, I went back, and we both wound up at that cabinet shop together. You could pick it up from there. Yeah, so that was, um, let's see, Hunter was born in June. I think I started there in, like, April or something. So you came back probably, I think it was right before Hunter was born. So yeah. Probably yeah. like early June. And then, um, so, you know, we worked there and, you know, it was, um, it, it could be a tough place to work. The boss really liked to like, we always said if there were five corners on a circle or on a square, he would cut them all. Like he, he would glue together <laughs> quarter inch backs for cabinets and stuff like real hack kind of stuff. Um, so we were always like, you know, always had a bad taste in our mouth about the things that were going on because it was our name on it too. You know what I mean? You know, when you're out there installing a kitchen the client says, what's up with that? You know, you have to, you're, uh, you feel culpable, um, in the whole thing. So good word. Yeah. Um, so we always had this fantasy sort of, of breaking, breaking off and making our own thing where we did everything, you know, the right way and really nice and, you know, more like woodworking rather than just like, you know, Euro frameless cabinetry, which was the bulk of what we were doing. Um, so we were, we were always scheming for, you know, (laughs) for say like whatever it was six months there. Yeah. And then, uh, Rob had an untimely, Exit. Yeah, so I'll let you tell about that. So um, there was always a little bit of friction between me and Tom, and, you know, some of it was that I had my own shop and had done it. So it sort of disproved some of his theories about, you know, why we don't do certain things because they don't work. And it's like, well, that's not really true. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
So it was the day after Christmas. Uh, Tom calls me, and, you know, we're all leaving, uh, and he goes, oh, you know, we're going to be a little slow these next couple of weeks. Why don't, you know, you stay home for a couple of weeks, and I'll call you when we need you. Hmm. I'm like, hmm. Well, that call never came. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because we, when we stopped by Tom's a couple of weeks ago, we finally went over there for the first time, and, and I, I left. I guess we can get to when I left, but I didn't leave on, like, bad terms necessarily, but um, we hadn't seen Tom in years yeah, and we finally went over there, and uh, Rob goes, oh, "I've been waiting for you to call me." <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting for that call. He was a little dumbfounded. <laughs> been waiting by the phone all these years. Yeah, yeah. like what do you mean? <laughs> the funny part is too that he's been following us. You know, he watches all our yeah. videos. He listens to the podcast, so he knows exactly yeah. what's going on. <laughs> He'll listen to this, and there's no Tom. We don't have any hard feelings. Yeah. We actually yeah. we uh, we liked you more than we remember when we were there. That was it. it. It was he was much more likable as somebody we don't work for. Well, when you separate yourself from them, yeah, we've had time heals all. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nice. So uh, Jeff started building an Instagram account for me uh, while we yeah. were still there. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you when you got laid off, as yeah. we call it. Yeah. I uh, I started the Barone Woodwork, which was the name of Rob's company, um, Instagram, because you know now I was like, oh man, now I really got we got to get <laughs> enough work where now I can leave and we can you know start this thing that we've been talking about. Um, he just had a kid. Yeah. I mean, it was a risk. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Scary. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so then, you know, that went on for a while, and I would sort of moonlight over there where I'd, I'd work like 40 hours in three days at Tom's, and then I would I would go to Rob's shop, and I'd help help him, and we had a third partner at the time. Well, the company wasn't actually a thing yet, yeah. but there was a third guy at the time, so I'd help, you know, build these projects, go on installs, stuff like that. Um, and then it was, uh, it was around like Labor Day, I think of 2019, my, my mother-in-law had some freak thing where she had something wrong with her heart. You know, she went, to, she wasn't feeling well, went to the doctor and they're like, you need to go to the hospital. So she went and, uh, she had to have a pacemaker put in and basically they told her, and she's like really healthy, stick thin, you know, exercises, eats really well. They're like, work is killing you. Like the stress is literally killing oh, yeah? you. So I'm like. Oh man, I'm like, if this isn't a sign, because <laughs> I was super stressed. Days to know? come, right? Yeah, like bringing home all that stress was a lot. On top of you know, having a, a young kid and just being married, you know, it's it's a stressful. It's just a stressful existence, you know, when you have to be stressed at work as well. So I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm putting in my two weeks. So I sent a, a letter of resignation to Tom and and you know, and explained you know the whole thing that, you know, I just wasn't satisfied with the way that we did things and that, you know, I just thought it was time for me to, to go off uh, on my own. I didn't say that we were going to start a company. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, did my two weeks and then that was it. You guys jumped off the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Together, holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Where September did you, 2019. When did, where, how, how did you come up with the name? The Green Street? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we had been scheming, you know, and, and like brainstorming names for a while, like months before, mm -hmm. I think. Um, we were, you know, the joinery is is the word that was sort of like the, the key to it. We were looking sure. for some sort of 
word that would connotate what we did. You know, there's woodwork, there's woodcraft, there's all the, the common ones. And um, I don't know, did I come up with joinery? I mean, I know it's, I watch a lot of British television, and that's the term that they use over yeah, in, right. in Britain a lot. Right. I think so. Yeah, we wanted something that people would understand, but it was also a little more obscure. It wasn't know, just cabinet company or cabinet yeah, tree. Yeah. And then green, you know, is like the Green Brothers, um, you know, Green and Green, the famous American designers, architects, mm -hmm. and um, also green in the sense of like we wanted to try and do things sustainably and, um, you know, the idea that, you know, we're going to build something and it's going to be there for 100 years rather than you buy it from Amazon and in, in two years it's in a dumpster somewhere. Right. It's very unsustainable right. sort mm -hmm. of practice. Um, and then I think like the deciding factor was I'm, I'm driving to, to Tom's one day and you know, this is after Rob was already gone and I'm listening, I'm a big Steely Dan fan. Mm. And in the song Peg, I think it is, you know, he goes down to green street and I'm like, Oh, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> that, I'm like, that's just like too perfect. I'm like, uh, that's, the, you know, that's the one, um, it was like a, you know, like a sign, I think. Well, it's cool. There's a lot of thought that was put into it. Yeah, yeah. and it kind of yeah. rolled off the tongue a little bit. You know, the yeah. the green and the street, the yeah. longies. Yeah, the street was. We were playing with like a word like that street. You know, so it was. I don't know. Yeah, we did. We we probably put way too much thought into it because <laughs> <laughs> now it's just confusing and like I never get emails because green has an e at the end. I, you make me feel bad. You know, just R T. You know. <laughs> <laughs> in our world, it seems like every company is just two letters and then woodworking. Yeah, right. Yeah. When Green Street Joinery comes up, it's we all know, not just because of the podcast and the relationship there, but we all know who we're talking about. Yeah. 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 It makes it easy for us, if nothing else. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, and among certain people, we've been, we are known as the Green Street Boys. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the nicknames will come as you yeah, yeah. move along. That's the way it goes. My mother-in-law did the logo and everything. I, th mm -hmm. you know, she did, I think she did a great job. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. We wanted, like, the tree of life was something that we talked about. And, um, you know, with social media, like a circle, all of the avatars are in a circle now. So it's like we wanted something that would fit nicely in that. So we have this logo, and then we have the more rectangular logo. Um, we I think we tried to do a make um, a focus on the branding of the company as we create yeah. it. Because, it, I mean, it's so important, the social media, the branding. it Because um, you see all of these, like, fakers who are doing really well. And, you know, the only reason why is because they have really good branding. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so. Well, yeah, and they're really not creating anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Other than a content. piece of content yeah. that yeah. really has no ending, as I would call it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they create a persona, and they're selling this persona. So if you can have both, if you can do the thing and have the persona or the brand, you know, it's it's all the better. Absolutely. That's yeah. A, yeah, there's the origin story. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Awesome. So yeah. we're coming up on four years uh, next month. And building very nicely upon the brand. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying. A little help from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> glad to be a part of it. Absolutely. <clears throat> that was all we... just dumb luck phone call and walking into Tom's shop with Lou. Yeah. Got to thank Lou for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that all happened instantly. Yeah. It did. Like, it was just totally crazy that day because I was in there and I'm up on the loft in the sawdust and taking pictures of used equipment that he had and, you know, uh, 
one of the uh, machine dealers snuck in the door. And while I was there, and <clears throat> I was like, hey, introduce myself. This is Brian RT Machine. And his face was like all red. <laughs> who? <laughs> who, I, who is this guy? <laughs> There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You work in security for RT? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For those that have never seen Brian. <laughs> he like pulls Tom aside. He's like, Tom, do you owe this guy money? <laughs> you, owe, you owe somebody money? <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm off this last couple of weeks. I'm scaring people walking in the door. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, we should talk about the uh, how we met you because if people haven't listened to our podcast, I don't think you guys talked about it on here, did you? Yeah, no, I don't we think didn't. Don't, no. So yeah, we get a call from our buddy Lou, who's the foreman at the shop where we used to work, and he says, "Hey, you know, this guy just came in, Brian, and uh, he's looking at a couple of machines over here. You know, I told him that you because we had this edge banner. This we bought a 1996 Optimat." Uh, at auction just on for 650 bucks it was like a total gamble we're like we had our eyes on this holzer and it went for i forget more than we were willing to spend a, seven a, a pittance now in comparison yeah, but yeah. it was like <laughs> yeah. went for like seven or ten thousand and we weren't you know we were so we were we hadn't moved into the new shop yet we went from we, yeah, we're assuming that people know these things. We were yeah. in an 800 square foot shop behind Rob's house, a pole barn, and uh, we had just signed a lease for this new 5,000 square foot shop that we're in now. Um, so we were looking for an edge bander and a slider, and there was uh, on the auction site there was a, a slider, a Minimax, and and a Holzer edge bander that we were going to bid on. So the Holzer went off first and sold. You know, we got up past our budget. And we're like, all right, we got to tap out. <laughs> uh, we got to save some money for the slider. So there was a an Optimat that came up 1996. So we ended up getting that for 650 bucks. And anyway, we never could really get it to work. So uh, Lou was on the lookout for a, a, a machinery tech for us, and uh, you came into the shop. And then Lou called me and he said, "Yeah, this guy Brian's here. I'm gonna um, give you his number." So I called you, and then it was you're like, "I'll be there in a half hour." <laughs> that's, that's how it all started. Yeah, it's like you're talk, today. You're coming over. Yeah, I'm coming over today. I'll be yeah. there. Raise, I leave here. Because we had called a couple other places, and they like you know, they didn't want to give us a time of day. We just wanted yeah. somebody to look at the machine and basically tell us, is this thing worth even? Can you fix it? Yeah. 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 Is it worth even wasting our time with? Right. Um, which Brian pretty well. Much I was told trying to was give not. an honest opinion, and <laughs> yeah. you know, we did weigh out. You know, you could you could wrestle through with it. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, we could tell right away. I mean, the first thing is he's got the hood up, his head's in there, he's getting dirty, and he got it working a little bit. I mean, as good as it had ever worked. Yeah, in 30 right. seconds, better than we had ever got. <laughs> and Literally. He didn't try and sell us anything. Yeah. He, we, you know, we talked about trying to fix this machine, right. and, and right. that's really where Brian's focus was. He didn't say... Yeah, let's forget about this machine. Let's look over here at this other machine. Right. Um, so we just hit it off right away. I mean, we could just... It kind could, of flowed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you could yeah. just tell. It's like, uh, this guy's, he's real. Yeah, he's worked on a few edge banders. Yeah, yeah just a few over the years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, you didn't have, you don't have the sleazeball salesman. You know? <laughs> we have... Uh, we don't we don't work with too many companies, so I won't name names. But like, no. <laughs> I know exactly what yeah. you're thinking. Of. Some of them come in, and it's like, man, just like, can you just lay off the salesman thing for like, just talk to me like a real guy? You yeah, know? Right, like, right. 
I'm going to buy stuff from you. Just educate me on what you have. That's a, and we, we tell that to all the salespeople that we deal with. It's like, listen, we buy from everybody. You just need to tell us what you have mm-hmm. so that we know that we can buy it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. if I don't know what you have, then we can't buy it from you. Right. Yeah, we don't have a scripted line. No. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, look at this. Oh, though, from that other company, those are no good. They're, they're like, they're working in the past, but it's like, well, we kind of know, you know. Yeah, they go right to yeah, that. That's right BS. That. Yeah. 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 So we knew we wanted an edge bander to take the company in this new, you know, growth direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, we weighed out a couple of possibilities. There were there was a nice used machine. Yep. Um, and it's the biggest investment the company's ever made. Yeah, so more it was, so than it our was, van. Yeah, it was no easy decision. Uh, yeah, when you're jumping to that next level, it's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like that first day of sending that rent check because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any rent at you know rob owned the old shop so yeah um and it was really brian that made that whole thing work for us you know yeah and he's uh really reinforced that and you guys at rt have reinforced that decision the whole this whole time mm-hmm. i mean it's yeah. been nothing but um, good news the whole good, time. Yeah, good. we haven't Glad to had any, do it, yeah. any doubt or you know any sense of uh, uh, regret. You know, yeah, no buyer's remorse at good. all. No, no. That's good. That's um, we like it. Mm-hmm. I know the the listeners of our podcast have have heard us, you know, talk about you guys right. quite a bit, and the whole thing is is the relationship. It's the service end of things because. Yeah. You, know, you can buy a machine, but especially an edge bander is if you open up those hoods, I mean, it's a very intimidating machine. A lot going on in those. And um, yeah. as they say, I mean, e- even the the hundred and two hundred thousand dollar machine, something will go wrong with them. That's right. Absolutely. Um, you know, just give it enough time. Yeah. And being relative novices with, you know, edge banders, you know, we ran an edge bander at the old shop. But it was one edge bander, you know, it was set up. We didn't really, it was never, there was no maintenance schedule. So that wasn't something that we were, you know, privy to. Um, it was basically just you set your thickness of material and edge banding and that was it. You know, we never learned to adjust any of the cutters or anything. It just wasn't part of the the workflow there at the shop. No, no. tuning whatsoever. Right. No. So we, you know, for all intents and purposes, we had zero knowledge of right. edge banders, you know. We just knew you st- you stuck something in at one end and it came out. Came something came out the other end, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> what came comes out the other end is usually what's... Depends on what's going on in the middle, right? It's yeah. not like the Sahisa, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's... Well, you can contest to it now. Yeah, I know. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we've shown that machine off quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, to anybody that will listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> and we've run it, you know, through some pretty, um, you know, difficult edge banding situations i think you know those thick edge bandings uh, yeah that tall and thick edge bandings that first day we mm-hmm. ran it through its paces with all your oh, production yeah. working yeah it was like, yeah. like six hours of we just did almost edge three banding. rolls of yeah. edge banding that day hmm. um but like that was a fun startup day wasn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> i got it got it tuned up enough and hey let's run it let's go yeah. those clients are over the moon they just did a um so they, it was a um, like a Hunter Douglas showroom and and wind, window treatment. So they had all their sample books on these like rickety old, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, they were like red <laughs> oak plywood, really ratty. like golden oak stained plywood shelves and stuff. So we ripped those out. We put in these new um, 
melamine shelving units that matched all the new Hunter Douglas stuff that they got. So mm-hmm. they uh, they just had a like a ribbon cutting for the new showroom, and they said everybody was like going crazy over it. So you guys do anything from commercial, like you're talking about, to residential Mm -hmm. furniture, I think you said. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we say as long as the money's green, you'll do it. And it's wood, you'll (laughs) make it, right? Yep. Nice. Well, no, I mean, we've done metal sculpture. Oh, have you? Metal and glass cabinetry. We've welded. We've uh, Jeff designed this beautiful. It's probably still one of our most unique things, if not, you know, the most unique. It was this metal... um, what was it two inch square tubing? Yep. Um, and with floating tempered glass panels. Yeah. And, and wood. It was a wine storage, so it had two big double doors at the top and two at the bottom, with these um, horizontal oak wine bottle holders, and it was everything else was powder coated steel and floating tempered glass. It it was really cool. And wow. then the clients sold the house like. A few yeah. months later, uh, <laughs> moved to Florida. They never got to enjoy it yeah. very much. Huh? And the the new owners wanted to get rid of it, apparently. Oh, well, really? Yeah. Huh. But, you know, wow. Not everybody's got taste. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was cool. We had a piece of that glass explode, a uh, piece of tempered glass, like 50 by 28 in the shop. While we were holding it, we were putting it in place, and, and it, it just exploded. Exploded. Yeah. Wow. Gases were still built up inside it or something. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So, and then it damaged the powder coating. Yeah. So then it had to go back to the powder coater. We had to get a new piece of glass. Of course it did. Yeah. yeah little <laughs> nicks, you know. Yeah. You know, we had, or we like, you know, obviously we contacted the designer that was with an interior designer that job and told, told her what happened. I'm like sending her pictures. I'm like, listen, we can try and touch it up, but, you know, you you will be able to see it. If you're looking for it, you'll be able to see it. I'm like, what do you want to do? So she came to the shop, and we're like, all right, let's just send it back send to the powder coater. Yep. Yeah. Once and done. Mm-hmm. That's it. I always said if you had to think about it twice, yeah. you got to redo it. Yeah. And we're the we're the worst. We see everything. Oh, that's the hardest part of yeah. in the fabrication. It's just yeah. like your nose is on top of the whole project, so you know where everything's at. And mm-hmm. uh we were over at uh, Lewis Lumber, and we were like, what's wrong with that stack of wood over there? You know, you got those, the, <laughs> the skids are in the wrong place. <laughs> you can't help it, you know, it's a disease. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what separates, you know, I feel like people who do things the right way and, and not the right way is you have to be a little bit psychotic. That's what my therapist says. (laughs) I'll take her, I'll take their word for it. (laughs) Well, that's, we always had big signs in our shop um, on beams and everywhere else. It was pride in quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was the culture that we built, you know, that if it's not right, tear it apart. Yeah. um, You know, it was, you know, it was that sort of feeling, even when we worked at somebody else's place, it, that doesn't go away. You know, we weren't happy to do, uh, to work to his standards. We wanted to work to our standards, right. which were higher. Yeah. <clears throat> I have like no greater fear than disappointing the client because I'm constantly <laughs> disappointing myself. You know, nothing leaves the shop perfect. Um, it's just the reality. Right. So I'm never satisfied with what's leaving the shop. Um, you know, we understand that the client has a different expectation, which is lower than ours, you know, 99.99% of the time. Um, but yeah, like 
to even think about the client being like, what, like, what is this? You yeah. know, it's like terrifying. To, it, to that's a horrifying thought because we show up with something almost every time is, you know, it, it didn't exist except as a figment of someone's imagination. We draw it, we build it, yeah. and they see it come to life for the first time. And, you know, there's always this sort of anxiousness as you're putting it in. It's yeah. like, you know, they I, they have to be you're blown unveiling. away. You're unveiling. Yeah, mm -hmm. otherwise we're not happy. And, you know, we put so much into it. All the, our literal blood, sweat, and tears, you know, go into these projects. I mean, we've had jobs that we work on for months. Mm -hmm. um, like the confessionals were like a multi-month project. Yeah. Um, you know, you deliver this thing that's got hundreds of hours of your hard work into it and stress and you know, planning and to disappoint the client with all that on the line, it's like, you know. Yeah, especially when the client is uh, St. Anthony's of Padua. <laughs> <laughs> not one you want to disappoint, right? <laughs> Luckily, we're in the good graces. Yeah. It's, not, it's not storming out when we're walking out the door, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are all those black birds all over the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Tell us about your uh, your field trip early this morning. Oh, over to Lewis. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. You know, we'd heard of uh, is it Keith? Is Keith? It? Yeah. yeah, on uh, podcast number two, the yeah. RT yeah. Machinery yeah. podcast. And as I was uh, telling you, Brian, earlier, you know, on the surface description, it doesn't sound as enthralling, and, and maybe that's. I don't know. Right. We're, we're wood nerds, so right. it was for us. It's like, oh, yeah, we have Lewis from, uh, you know, Lewis Lumber Company. And we're like, all right. But it, that was such a great episode. I mean, not only is he a good guest, good talker, and everything else, but just the information that he provided yeah, was really cool. Very knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Keith's been at it such a long time and just a wealth of knowledge in the industry and you know the the, the I kiln he drying stuff and things. Very well, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We learned a couple of cool things on that. Yeah. Um, so we went over there this morning before we got here, and yeah, we they, did about like a what a ninety minute. Yeah. Tour. He called it the twenty five cent tour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got the extra. Yeah. yeah we only yeah. did nickel tour. That's here. what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The nickel tour. But yeah, I mean, we love seeing you know because we have at. I mean, we, we go to a place like that. We're like, man, we're small time, you know, and we don't claim to be big time. We are small time. It's just two of us. Um, but we have aspirations of growing the business and getting to, you know, you know, progressing into this more industrial sort of space um, while still maintaining like this quality. But um, to go and meet with people who have done that exact thing, you know, it's it's great information for us. And it's really cool to see, you know all these big machines and the way that they're doing things, you know, um, just like the productivity, you know, things that they do in order to create productivity and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Some of these factories get really large that mm -hmm. we go into. And you know, sometimes you're amazed. Guy says he's doing 10,000 kitchen cabinet doors a day. And like, where are they going? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have like he's just how many kitchens? And he's there. just one of our customers that does yeah. that many. It's crazy. And then yeah. we come here and we start looking at these machines like, you know, that uh, I keep forgetting the name of the press that you guys are working on. The Hardland Laminator? Yeah, I mean, that would fill our entire shop, yeah. basically. <laughs> you know? Probably would. Um, and, you know, 
that's just like a, a drop in the well for somebody that has that machine. You know, that's right. just one component of many that. Yeah, know, those like companies like that, they have multiple factories. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually do. They have, you know, Virginia and Indiana, different part, different states even. Mm-hmm. So they're a big company, yeah. big company. It's pretty fascinating. It was a really nice peek behind the curtain, too, to see, you know, a little bit about the business from from uh, Keith's angle. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I was kind of shocked to learn is the mock-up is so tight. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Yep. But, of course, everybody thinks that about everybody yeah. else's business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Except you know. us. They think we're making, like, millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're on the flip side. Of it, yeah. yeah. When they come back with these ridiculous offers, you give them a price and they want it for half off. Yeah, there's like this running this running thing amongst our uh, uh, yeah, our yeah. friends and colleagues. They're like, "Oh, I wish we had Green Street money." It's like we don't have any. Money. <laughs> you Why do you think have. we have all these tools? It's all spent. It's gone. You know, yeah. we're trying to. Yeah, they call it Green Street money. Yeah. We're like, yeah, all right. Yeah. If you knew what we took home every week. <laughs> You know, we're trying to that reinvest. peanut butter and jelly is looking pretty good, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's literally my lunch every day, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and I don't eat lunch. And he doesn't even have lunch. <laughs> oh. He stepped out today then, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, today was big time. Yeah. That was good, though. Yeah. What was it? Uh, original Italian pizza? Pizza, yeah. Was yeah, OIP. Yeah. yeah, it was good. They do a pretty yeah. good job. Their, yeah. their breads and stuff are great. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the, your... Uh, is it your no the guy wasn't yeah, it Cody yeah. Cody yeah. that his uh, bread on his sandwich looks good yeah. it's like a ciabatta kind of thing <laughs> yeah so for folks that don't know we we drove about three hours fifteen minutes yep from uh, home to get here today definitely worth the trip I mean it was wasn't that bad either no no um, no traffic and you know, it's uh, a nice scenic drive through the Poconos mostly it's fun being here I mean we we met Ron and Brian before. So it's sort of like, you know, very comfortable. Yeah. Kind of, it's sort of like we, you know, you know we've already. been here yeah, right. even though we had. Right. Keith, too. We hit it off, you know, immediately. Yeah, yeah. He's very personable. It's oh, funny because yeah. we walked into, the, like, the storefront, and uh, I'm like, he's like, oh, can I help you? I'm like, I, well, I think uh, Keith is expecting us. And he's like, uh, he's like, go upstairs. And yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I went to the office, and uh, a woman came up, and she, I was like, I think Keith is expecting us, and she kind of gave me the same response. I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, <laughs> I'm like "Does he not know we're coming?" I'm like, "Cause I knew Brian had spoken to him, but then Keith came out, and it was he was like, "Oh man," he's like, "Cause he worked at Rex Lumber, which is yeah. you know, one of our local lumber suppliers whom we don't do any business with, um, just by happenstance, but." Did he listen to any of your podcasts since he knew you were coming, or um, did you tell him about theirs? I don't think so. Uh, you know what? Cody had talked to him, so I don't know. Oh, if he... Cody introduced. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe he, he sounded like maybe he had, or he had, he said he went to the website. Yes. He, went okay. to, he checked out our work. Yeah. But Rex is a big um, supplier in our area. Oh, yeah. A bunch of buddies that we have use Rex. Yeah. And they have good prices and stuff. Um you know, we just, we buy our wood from O'Shea and, you know, we've had a good relationship with them. We've been really happy with the quality. Like we've never gotten a bad batch of wood from O'Shea. It's mm-hmm. always, it always um, exceeds our expectations, I'd say, for yeah. the most part. Um, good. That's yeah. excellent. But Lewis was nice. We had to <laughs> give them a shot. <laughs> give, him a, give him a shot. Yeah. 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 Good. Right. I mean, it all comes down to price at the end of the day. So we got to see sure. what we can. Yeah. Um, and the relationship, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, I think they're running out your way quite a bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of work going on in, in the tri-state area. Yeah. So Big market uh, over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people got to get their wood from somewhere. That's right. Yeah. And the local, you know, like the, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like a walk-in lumberyard. Yeah, yeah. The prices are just, you know, it's retail pricing. We right. can't. It right. is. We can't pay $18 a board foot for walnut or we just paid... We needed a small amount of soft maple. We paid ten dollars a board for wow. soft maple. You know, O'Shea it was about six, but you know we have minimums to hit when they have to drive four hours. To sure. Get to us. So yeah. uh, we need to buy you know hundred board feet of each line. Yeah. And, you know, minimum two or three hundred board feet. So. Yeah, sometimes that make it makes it difficult to. Yeah. Yeah. Because fit it in <clears throat> when there's extra money in the bank account. Yeah. You know, we don't mind having <laughs> some extra shelf, wood, yeah. put it up on the shelf. But you know, sometimes things are tighter than. The other thing is that, like, a lot of the new types of projects we're doing are calling for different materials, and there might be just a smaller amount of hardwood needed, where that used to be, like, you know, 75% of the job was hardwood. Yeah, frame inset hardwood, you know, Um, book match panel doors. Now we're getting some commercial work. Obviously, they're going to want some, you know, different types of materials. Right. More sheet stock. Mm-hmm. And that's where the edge bander came in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the only thing to complete that little triumvirate of power would be the Strebig. Oh, yeah. More yeah. Work. oh yeah, yeah. That was a good segue. Yeah. yeah. I saw that one coming. Huh? <laughs> that was a softball pitch. I thought he was going to say a dowel uh, machine. <laughs> yeah, with your slider, you could really use that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that slider. We'll, we'll uh, set that out on the curb. Yeah, you guys had some pretty good uh, <laughs> videos, though, to send for the uh, contest. Yeah, I saw one of them yeah. on your Instagram. Yeah, I think we put out about half a dozen. Um, they were all pretty lighthearted and, mm-hmm. and sort of uh, uh, humorous. And then on, on the last day, we did like a real, you know, like this is who we are. This is why we want to win the Street Big. Um so if you're from Colonial Saw and you're listening, <laughs> yeah. you would really like to win that Strebig. Yes, we have the place for it. We have the power for it. We have... It's already uh, all yeah. set up. I was going to do it. Use yeah. for it. Yes, it's t- there's tape on the floor where it goes. <laughs> you're not trying to win it to sell it. You're no. going to use it. Oh, you're yeah. gonna, you're oh, God, definitely no. going to use it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the big thing, too, is the extended relationship with putting that saw in. Yeah. They want somebody that's promoting the business and oh, yeah. their their machinery, right? right. Yeah. And I think that's where you know, with your podcast, our podcast, you know, the outreach through Instagram and the videos and stuff. Yeah, that, we have the platform. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's what it's all about. It's just not that. Right. It's not. We're just going to put one video out and, and why we it. want it. This yeah. is where this unit really should be to keep promoting the product. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and again, anybody who's follow us knows that uh, we're pretty um, uh, passionate about the relationships that we develop, you yeah. know, like with you guys. We're, we're always talking about it because it's it's worth sharing. You know, it's not just uh, some sort of shameless promotion. It's it's something that we feel actually helps other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like if we could turn them on to you guys, that's a bonus. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's not like we just want to win the street big because it's it's free. You know what I mean? Like we actually believe in the product, you mm-hmm. know. Right. You've yeah. told us, and and from all of our own independent research, like this is, you know, this is the vertical panel saw, and um, 
you know, we're running out of space in the shop as it is already, <laughs> like only like eight months in. So like, A, to get rid of a machine that's being, you know, extremely ineffective in the slider that we have and to be able to pick up the floor space and, you know, all the other advantages of the machine. Yeah, it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know of Strebig before Brian talked to you or? No. No, you didn't know about vertical saws really or? Uh, we knew that they existed, but, you know, more in like the speed safe or whatever they are sort of. Oh, style. safety. Safety yeah, speed. Yeah. 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 Um, just like, you know, you're yeah. at the lumber yard. Yeah, you for, see those at yeah. the lumber yards. Um, Not something with this sort this of is a much different, yeah, and, and, much different machine. and build quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're literally a full on precision machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this one I think has all the digital readouts and everything. And I think um, this doesn't have it, but I think you can integrate Mosaic directly into the machine. Yeah, when you get into our Evolution series, now you can run it as a full-on automatic panel saw. Wow. So, like a just like a horizontal, you can go full-on vertical with the full automatic. That's great. It, it has nice. grippers and everything from the top. It actually grabs the panel, holds the panel, and slices the boards, and the operator's taking the boards off. Hmm. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. That yeah. that last video that Colonial saw put out of the guy with the slider and then running the street big, that was a really good video. Um, it really highlighted, you know, the... the well, and that guy was a really good slider operator. Yeah. So yeah. that was... But like he was saying at the very end, the fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, muscling those sheets around. And, and when you're working with, the, like, veneer... Yeah. plywood you you have to be so careful you don't want to drag it you, and you know we're working with melamine a lot more now doing these commercial jobs and stuff and it's so heavy <laughs> it, it, <laughs> i mean it's like There's what no way around it yeah. yeah 85 pounds a sheet or something yeah. maybe more um you know and okay so we just we just are pricing out now like a 30 sheet melamine job like that's a lot of you know all that cutting is going to happen in one day um that's a lot of moving sheets around i'll bet yeah. That's nothing to Brian. He's pumping 405 over yeah. <laughs> Not yet. I'm he's not working, yet. On, he's working on it. Yeah. That's my goal. Eric over here is keeping me going. <laughs> where are the duck eggs? Yeah, where are the duck eggs? <laughs> Dean's our supplier on that side. He's our you guys aren't staying what yeah. you aren't staying around to go to the gym afterwards. So. Uh, I rode was, my little elliptical uh, bike this morning. <laughs> You're good. That would, that would literally was, kill me. That's what I did my rowing machine this morning. I'm, I'm not going back with these guys. I was literally doing a takeoff on that. On so Dan sent the drawings over. I'm doing a takeoff on hinges and slides as I'm on the thing. <laughs> like I had my phone and a notepad. I'm like, this is like the most awkward. Thing <laughs> Need to use the talk and text. Yeah, start your own business. They said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is at like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, last night I was on the bike in the shop in the back, and I somebody texted me from, from the company here, and I was trying to answer him, but I was so sweaty that it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't register the button. Yeah, Eric and I are usually like the dripping sweat at the end of oh, the yeah. <laughs> Ryan Ryan usually has like a dot on his shirt. Is that right? <laughs> oh, did you just drip water on yourself? <laughs> oh, Rob is drenched by like uh, yeah. 7.45. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially if we're on site, and then it's it's really awkward because you know then I become sort of like the the greasy foreigner. <laughs> there was one one installation in particular where they had this like lime like washed walls, and I was like leaving marks. I mean, <laughs> talk about embarrassing! Uh-huh. Like, oh my god, I'm disgusting. Yeah. Well, we were installing a nine by nine. 
uh, made out of five quarter oak, nine by nine box beam, thirty six feet long, fourteen feet in the air with two guys standing on oh, ladders. Wow. <laughs> You know, all the oh, that, one oh, that hand last step is do not step. Yeah. <laughs> we had the baker scaffold too high, you know, uh. two sections high, and then a 12, 12 foot step ladder. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. You need to keep the 12 pack of shirts with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. But like, when you're on, my arms are just, you know, you're dripping. It's coming off your elbows. Yeah, there's nothing it, you could do. It's you need like the sweatband like yeah. above, above the sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy, you know. It's like <laughs> years ago, my wife, she, well, Jeff's wife is into yoga. She's like a yoga master, really. And my huh. wife uh, introduced me to hot yoga. And <laughs> so I'm going to hot yoga. And you could only imagine the literal pool of water. <laughs> you know? And you're just looking around. It's like, is everybody looking at me? <laughs> He did like that whole like mini mini uh, blow up pool. That <laughs> yeah. Okay, Looking Rob's gonna be in this. He's one. gonna be in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's good oh, to know man. we're not the only ones. Bro. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's, yeah, yeah, Eric and I are like disgusting coming it, it's, out here. It's, it's like terrible. there's no way you can't even like. You just feel like a yeah. yeah. Shirt won't come off at the end. Yeah. It's all stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Peeling it off. We've had that bad heat, and we just you know we just installed a kitchen, our first sort of uh, kitchen with this new you know way of going about it that we're we're hoping to continue with, at least for some uh, some of our work where you know we have everything cut CNC, we buy the doors, and then you know just put everything together and and install it, but. You know, we're in this house and there's no air conditioning. We don't have air conditioning in the shop either, but it was that stint of days where it was like a hundred yeah, something degrees right. and it was bad. Oh. It was real bad. Yeah, you, you like you put your hand down to like right and you're like you're you're erasing the pencil mark <laughs> because of the water. How did that that was the first time you subbed out? Yeah, we, yeah. we had pieces. never purchased doors before. Um that was the first time. Yeah. And it's it's a great um, addition to to what we can do and what we can offer clients. Yeah. Because it it changes the price point. Yes. It's what a lot of folks actually want, um, especially designers, because they're familiar with the lines that these uh, door companies create. They know the finishes. They know the styles. Yeah. Um, and uh, we put the Sahisa through its paces. You yeah. know, 90 minutes we had to ban that whole job. Mm. That yeah. was a big job from the pictures I saw. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was 21, 21 boxes, individual boxes, you know, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five separate areas. Um, what was it, 30 sheets? Mm-hmm. 30 mm. sheets of plywood. Now that one, you guys, did you do the design work on that one and then send it to him to machine? Uh, yes, but he um, sort of does his own. He wasn't like taking the mosaic and running it right off of that. He okay. does his own programming. Yeah, because he's using Rhino, I think. Um, but you know, I think we'll probably get to a point where we are able to at least send him the mosaic, and he can go off of that. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. We need some mosaic training, that's for sure. Yeah, we know the basics. Next time I'm through, I'll show you. All right. <laughs> I can poke around that program pretty good. Yeah. We were talking to Dan, uh, the guy that did some drawings for us yesterday, um, about coming in and, and sitting down with us and doing some yeah, some instructing. Real, 
Yeah, the, the, the trainers with them is pretty good, too. Yeah, we got, you know, you get like a free hour uh, when you when you buy Mosaic. You have to do a three-month three trial, um, which was good. But there's something about like actually sitting down with someone mm -hmm. looking over your shoulder that's you know. Yeah, don't do that. I didn't say click. Don't do that. <laughs> Why did you click? If you're a, you know, a tactile learner <laughs> like we are where, you know, we work with our hands, so it's like this is what we this is what, you know, we know. So it's like I need somebody there. Um, yeah. That's how I learned SketchUp actually 100 years ago with uh, having somebody right there. Yeah, I found somebody who needed some work done who did that for a living and he taught me how to use SketchUp design in his job, and then I built it for him. And we'd meet at the diner and, you know, we, we would go through it, and that's what kind of got me over that initial hurdle. Because I can't pick things up like Jeff can, like by watching a video. Yeah. It must be my age and the way, you know, some of it's how, you, how you're used to learning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I always uh, say that. Uh, you know, however you're used to, like audio, yeah. Uh, there goes the birds on me. I'm like, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Audio book, I'm listening, and then I'm thinking about something else. That's right. Like, what the hell? I'm like, we're yeah. two chapters past where? Um, that was the last good barter you had. It was. <laughs> so we had a real sour, sour experience recently. You're that right, was, though. You're absolutely 100% yeah. right. That was, the, that was the only barter that ever worked out fair. Um, well, I think in any type of barter like that, you always have to spell it out as what it would cost. What's it going to cost me to do the job mm -hmm. and to sell it to you? Yep. And, and what then, am I getting for it? Yeah. And yeah, then you have to break your labor out of it and the materials and say, okay, yeah. here's what we're trading. Or just go even up and, hey, I'll write you a check. You write me a check. Yeah. yeah. Right. <clears throat> and when you give someone a deal, you know, I learned that too. It's like, so we built a, a table for uh, a buddy of mine who owns a restaurant. And uh, it was like right in the very beginning of the company. We wanted to get the name out there. So we were sort of doing it, you know, A, because he's my friend and we want to do him a favor, but B, as like a promotional sort of thing. Um, so what I did is like I wrote up an invoice with the what it would have cost and then like discount, you know, so it's like he only paid for the material. But it's like I wanted wanted there to be knowledge of like what went into building this mm -hmm. thing. Right, right. But, yeah, the barter went hard. We bartered oh. with an electrician to run the electric in the new shop. and it was we, we were sort of in a difficult spot because we just moved into the building and the cost of electrifying – the shop space was astronomical. Yeah, it and runs it, up so quick. Um, it was thirteen thousand just in material, um, and we paid for all the material. Yeah, and we paid his helper, and he did the work. He probably had about fifty hours of labor, um, and then we built an entire closet in the in the attic on the third story. And paid for all that material, too. Uh, we probably have, I don't even know, 250 hours. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to guess 300 hours. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. It's like a, you know, we basically built out his attic as a walk-in room mm -hmm. with all yeah. cupboards and closets and benches and drawers. and. That's a big project. And yeah. It's a, hip, it was, a hip roof, so, you know, we <laughs> have was, all this geometry. It was the hardest thing I ever drew in Fusion 360 was trying to draw this attic. Um, 
And you can't even like really navigate within the drawing. You have to hide everything else to try and look at one thing because it's all just intersecting. It's mm. crazy. It's was. And what about the sheetrock work up there? Oh, they had some random guys, you know, do the sheetrock and the flooring and the painting. And it was like, you know, you're working over top of like the worst possible conditions. <laughs> Third floor, an old house, you know, the stairways are 24 inches wide. And <laughs> there's a low ceiling. We're carrying all this stuff up there. It was brutal. Wow. Yeah. Learned that lesson. Oh, yeah. Well, we had our electrician kind of phone in with you guys when it was... Was that on the compressor? That was yeah. on a soft starter for the compressor. He, he saved was, the day. Yeah, he was the golden goose. Literally saved <clears throat> the day on us. Dan's yeah. a good guy. Dan mm -hmm. Stewart. Um, we found that the compressor draws an enormous amount when it starts up. Yeah. And the uh, Sahisa was detecting this drop in voltage... And, you know, warnings would come up and it, it would shut itself down so mm -hmm. it wouldn't get damaged. Which is good that it, you know, is able to sense that. Yeah. And we're like, okay, now what? Yeah. <laughs> because it was, you know, so uh, on delivery day, we, we realized that, you know, there was some sort of typo on the spec sheet. I, I think like a translation error with the CFM. Um, so it's like we thought that the compressor we had was enough CFM. Like it was like just enough. Um, but then it turned out that we had nowhere near enough air. So we went through this, like, I don't even know what, two or three week oh, yeah. process of, of looking, no, maybe more. I don't know. We were looking for a compressor and, you know, we're strapped for cash at the time because, you know, the move and this barter, we're sinking all this time into just trying to get that out the door. Um, so we didn't want to spend a lot of money. So we we're like looking for something used. We went and looked at a couple of real junkers mm -hmm. that we had to just pass on, but um, finally found this super clean Quincy actually out in Harleysville, Pennsylvania, um, that was a backup for a screw compressor in a shop and that who ended up moving or something. And we got it for about half a retail. Um, so we thought like all of our problems were over, we pipe it in, <laughs> fire up the edge bander. As you guys are all stuck in the snowball going down the hill. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Picking up dollars, but the other way, it's yeah. All right. it, it was a gut punch. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh hell. Yeah. That was one of those months where it's like, we got to get paid on this job today. Otherwise, <laughs> the rent check is going to, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to overdraw the account. Um, so yeah, we had we and then just trying to find the soft start and we were gonna. Nobody go knew exactly. Nobody wanted to commit to yeah. like yeah. what to actually do, what soft start to get for one, and then how to hook it up. Yeah, we were gonna go the VFD route, and then you know the guy that we were gonna get the VFD from, I heard some bad things about. So then we were like, Quincy said that you can't use the soft starter. And right. So it was just mm. you know conflicting information coming yes. from all angles and. And we're in this this position where, you know, we just moved into this big shop. This is all very new stuff to us. You know, we're, we're like in over our head and we're just like getting deeper and deeper in, and in like a knowledge way. I mean, like, you know, having to learn all these new things, like what kind of soft start do you need for a seven and a half horsepower, three phase compressor, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's just, it becomes very stressful trying to figure yeah. all these things out. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we took a gamble on the soft start that we bought. Well, it was a couple hundred bucks, I think. Uh, about 400 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And so there's really no instruction. There, there's like a little schematic, but nothing that really matches what's coming out of the Quincy. Mm. Um, so 
you know, I kept going back and forth to the uh, panel and just shutting it off, wiring up a couple of things, then turning it back <laughs> oh, on. Oh, see what oh, would that's some risky stuff there. Well, there was a bit of a... a uh, yeah. Jeff's standing behind you with the two-by-four ready to smack you off yeah. of the electrical. <laughs> <laughs> so... We got to, uh, after like maybe about two hours or so, I got... Like finally a light came on. Yeah, I got like a little <laughs> light to come on, and I was like, you know, I can hear something in there like clicking on, but we couldn't get that last step. Yeah. That's when we called you, and you put us in touch with Dan, and he gave us that last bit of information. He's like, try this and this. But what happened is he did that, and we and you changed the wiring, and, oh, then we, yeah. and it was like, ah, oh, it doesn't work. But the compressor was full. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so it wasn't kicking on because, you know, it wasn't actually. It didn't air. Right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> then we, you know, pulled some air out, and then it finally kicked on. We're yeah. Like, oh, thank yeah. God. And it's been long enough now it's working where I believe it works. Yeah. But for a long time, I every time it'd come on, I'm like, <laughs> stay on, stay Waiting on. for smoke. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, anything you do for the first time, you think, uh, you know. <laughs> and it started to rain when we were bringing it home oh, with yeah. plastic over top. You know, I had to put it in, my, in the back of my pickup because it's too tall for the van. Uh, the van's only like, the door is 72 inches, I think, and this thing yeah. is... It's probably close to what seven feet tall. It's yeah, it's big. big. It's big. Um, so yeah, we're worried about you know did the motor get wet and it was like you know yeah just getting kicked while you're down. Right. <laughs> you made it to the other side though. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did. Uh, we're starting to come out. We see. We used to say when we were working on that electrician's attic. Uh, we used to refer to the light at the end of the tunnel because there were some days we'd leave, you know, a little dejected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it felt like a train almost the whole time, the light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it, working out, though. That's good. Oh, yeah. 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 Sounds good. Bander's working good. And, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Great. Heard you guys on the podcast this morning. Uh, Got the new laser? Yeah. Yes, we got a, a 64 by 40, 150 watt laser. We haven't hooked it up yet. We're um, we're contractually obligated to create some content around this thing. We got we didn't pay for the laser. We got it um, as a, a sponsorship, I guess you would call it. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. Whose is it? Uh, Monport is the name of the company. It's a Chinese company. You know, these CO2 lasers, like there's a couple domestic companies like um, Trotec and Epilog, I think, are the two big ones that make uh, CO2 lasers. They're incredibly expensive. They're like $20,000, $30,000. This is like an $8,000 machine. Um, but, yeah, we signed on for like 12 YouTube videos, 12 Instagram posts, 52 Instagram reels, and, uh, and we have to – do a video with it in it on our buddy John. I don't. I think. Did you meet John the one day? John I, Peters. John Peters. No, he was supposed to be coming, and I don't, he didn't make it that day. Okay, yeah. But anyway, on John's channel, <clears throat> uh, kind of used. He did a video. We make these boxes. These um, twice a year, we make these finger jointed boxes. They're um, for salt for cooking, um, and it's it's for a charity. No kid hungry. And uh, it's under the names of these two famous chefs, Kenji Lopez Alt and um, Brad Leone. So we manufactured them for these guys. 
And $25 from every box is donated to No Kid Hungry. So I think with this pre-sale that just happened, we're at, is it $58,750 yeah, yeah. has been donated. Um, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so John made a video the first time around, and it was a, it was a really popular video. It got like 500,000 views, um, and it was like titled like $100,000 Laser Project because we did a, a thousand of these boxes that sell for $100. Oh. Not that we're getting $100,000. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. That's the Green Street yeah. money. That yeah, they're, they're they're first yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's 20, why they think you have money. Yeah, 25 <laughs> of it is already going to the charity, so there's only 75 left over, and obviously they, they need to make a cut too. Right. Um, so we're not making anywhere near a hundred. Um, so I use that sort of as a selling point to this company. We were looking for a bigger laser and I figured, you know what, let's try and see if we can work with a company and get, you know, a discount or get, get the tool for f free in air quotes, because it's going to be a lot of work yeah. to create all this, these videos and stuff. Um, maybe not quite 8,000, but, but. It's time-consuming. Yeah. You guys yeah. know you're doing this podcast now. Right. Um, yeah, it Social takes media takes time. Yeah, it yeah. does. And it also didn't cost Monport $8,000. So, right. it's, you know, it's a equitable. It's a very equitable deal, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to help us make the boxes faster because the laser that we had previously, which we still have, we haven't got rid of yet, we can only cut four boxes at a time. Mm. This one will fit 18. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big step That's up. A big difference. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. Then you have other it. things you'll use it for. Uh, yeah, we make like patterns and stuff. It's good for that. Okay. Um, so if you need to like build something with a curve, we've actually built um, like curved banquettes and stuff, and and literally cut like the plates for the die walls on it. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't cut as fast as a CNC, but um, it's that. Uh, like passive kind of thing anyway. You turn it on and you could do something mm -hmm. else while it's over there cutting these parts. So sure. it's, it's nice. Yeah, excellent. But Very it's cool. big. It's the size of a of like a California queen mattress, mm. the actual machine itself. So this Perfect. is blending into the new YouTube channel, Today's Craftsman. Yeah. Yeah. So Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> you see, how I, see how I put it emphasizing man. <laughs> Not that we we would be opposed to having uh, any women on the show as a guest. Oh no, we, uh, our that, uh, our most liked episode of the podcast ever features uh, it was our first female, yeah. well, our only female guest, Jacqueline Isaac of Donnie Douglas Design. So that yeah. was your your highest podcast you said i don't know i haven't like looked at the actual numbers but i got more feedback on oh, okay that, or like messages and stuff on that than you know, any other she was good yeah man yeah, she was good. listening to the, a, the a, problem was is she sounds much <laughs> sexier than ron that, and I that's right. so yeah. we were kind of handicapped right out of the gate that's right yeah. <laughs> i did get some comments it was unfair to that yeah. life <laughs> i listen to podcasts i'm like holy shit <laughs> that was the thing is everyone man Man, she sounds attractive. <laughs> <laughs> she's lucky that she actually is attractive. Yeah, she is. She's great. She's super um, sweet girl too. Yeah, she's. A really I think good it was designer. a great mix. Yeah. You know, coming in and getting a different perspective from. Yeah. From her side of it. Yeah. And yeah. and you know, it brought a lot of things to light for her too. Maybe not on the podcast, but afterwards, you know, talking to her, um, because you know we chat in a friendly way uh, out, you know, outside of just like the talking about the project itself but i'm like you know most designers like treat us like crap you know they mm -hmm. think like that we don't know 
they think that they're better than us, that they know more than us. They don't, yeah. they don't hmm. value our opinion the way that she does. Really? Um, and she was like, wow, really? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's how it is with almost all of the designers. Wow. So, um, so now your buddy shops are going to be calling her, hey, uh, how about what project yeah. do you have yeah. going on there? They were like, oh, if you need anybody in Brooklyn, let me know. <laughs> if you know any designers, you know. We should have, we were talking about having uh, Lindsay. Yeah. She's another designer that we work with. She's another room. sweetie. Yeah, she's good. She's um, she's quick. You know, she's. Yeah, she'd be a great guest, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, yeah, that was a definitely a good one. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, so, we're going to start this channel. Oh, we started it, actually. Yeah. Uh, it'll I be think a YouTube channel with John Peters. Uh, last night, the fourth video released. So we're starting out with some of these, like, um, you know, like five to ten minute sort of like tool overview videos. The, the entire goal of the channel is to be um, like a really a, a great source of information, but without all the fluff, you know, that you find on all these other YouTube channels where everybody's got a we were talking to John about like everybody's like a clown these days. All these YouTube woodworking guys are like, it's all got to be like a joke all the time. And hmm. And um, everything's like over the top. We just want to be like, just you know, concise to the point. Good information. Come back to the Norm Abram days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, that's how I grew up. Me too. This old house in the seventies, and mm -hmm. you know, we would come home from the shop and on a Saturday morning and yeah. working and make our bologna and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> me and my dad would be <laughs> watching. Uh, Watching, uh, well, at that time, it was this old house. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, started. New Yankee and this old house is like exactly what we're trying to emulate. Yeah. And they, I mean, obviously, New Yankee is gone. They they just started putting all the episodes on YouTube, which was met with like a, a total fanfare. Like yeah. people went crazy. Yeah. Um, and this old house is, it's still around, but it's not. It's a little, it's morphed a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a real niche that we can fit into. And, and I, I mean, I enjoyed doing it yeah john's uh great at at filming at editing and everything and that's even part of you know our process is trying to edit out some of the fat like we'll shoot a video and um you know trim it down to what yeah. makes sense for the yeah know. as a little aside um i happen to be lucky enough to meet norm and work with him a little bit and he is the most genuine yeah. and even more skilled then he appears on TV. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I couldn't say enough good things about him. Yeah, I always enjoyed watching him. I thought he was, he was the maker of the show. He was. He was. He's the man. Yeah, he really is. I mean, mm. just, just the wealth of knowledge from full-on rough construction mm -hmm. to fine furniture is. Yeah. You know, and understanding the tooling and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And it was all really approachable stuff, you know? It wasn't anything that, you know, a normal hobby woodworker guy would be like, man, there's like no way I could do this. Right. It was all like, you know, and he explained it in a way that made it very accessible. Um, so I think that's something that we want to try and do is yeah, you know, make it. Bring that back for without that. all the... I, I actually can't stand after the DIY <laughs> network or whatever it is. Yeah. To be on, oh, and here's our clients and... He's a butterfly salesman. And <laughs> Their budget's $10 million. Yeah, and it's just like, really? It's just like right away I'm like, just shut up. The, you know. The eyes glaze over. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I can't even take it. I, You know. Mm -hmm. We yeah. were actually being shopped for a TV show. We were under con under a shopping contract for a year, yeah. um, which just lapsed recently. Um, nothing ever came of it, but. 
Yeah. yeah, it's tough to what they want to build into it. Yeah, in my view, as a hands-on type of guy, I don't want to listen to. Yeah, you want somebody that yeah. has some gravitas. Yeah, <clears throat> and we'll be right back as yeah. six <laughs> crews three days later. Yeah, you know, do this up. We had a film crew here for the uh, what was that called? The Prophet. The Prophet. At oh Mar yeah, Marcus yeah. Lemonis. Yeah. He brought a. He was buying or buying into a company in somewhere down in Southeast Lancaster, PA, yeah. and uh, they were looking for a place to film uh, a CNC router. Mm. That's all they kept calling. Do you have a CNC router? And we had one. It was hooked up, ready to run in the showroom. And then they didn't hear from him for a couple months. And then they called, got you on the phone. Marcus talked to you. I'm coming to buy, right? I'm coming to buy. Mm -hmm. And they showed up with a camera crew and these people, and it it was just for TV. He wasn't he wasn't here to buy. Mm -hmm. He did end up buying a router. For, he, he bought from Styles. He bought some oh. equipment, and then uh, isn't that how it goes? <laughs> and, and now they're out of business. Yeah, that's the funny part about it is the company's out of business. Yeah. Karma. There's lawsuits yeah. going on between Marcus and the, the yeah. former owners of the company. So we we were on TV for what? 10 seconds or 15 you were on you were on tv for a couple of seconds and then they shot there was a shot of the logo and yeah. no machinery nothing <laughs> so no, you could see the router in the background when we were standing out there by yeah, it. I but guess then so. they went through all the where we had cleaned up the whole warehouse and stuff and oh yeah it was like a week-long whirlwind process yeah the producers started calling in here saying like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen mm -hmm. but we don't have a date yet and then you know the the film crew showed up they put a mic on like you and i and i think one of our techs and then Marcus walked in. We didn't meet him at all before the farm, for, filming no. started. And then bing, bang, boom, half Yeah, we just kind of shook his hand and stuff, and that was it. And then he was, you know, he wanted prices, and all this stuff was on there. And, and he, we gave him a number, and then we gave him a discount. And he looks at me, and he said, I'd like to tell you I'm not good at math, but I am. And he said, you're not even giving me 10% or something like that. And I said, yeah, I can't, you know, and he didn't want to hear that. Like you're, like you're getting they anything. want everything for nothing. They're, yeah, they're yeah. like, thanks for letting us use this set for free. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> exactly what it was. It. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, they hype everybody up. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's almost like you got to stay out of the gates. Okay, here's what it's going to cost you mm -hmm. to come up here. That you know, that's <laughs> that. That we just talked about this the other day. That's what happened. I got a call from one of those shows. And they wanted, it was a six-day um, schedule. They wanted a custom kitchen. and In six days. In six days. Oh, shoot, yeah. you making one, it? One man shop. Of course you yeah. <laughs> yeah. huh. Yes, one man shop the, in the small one, you know, the 800-square-footer. And the only thing that they could say was I could wear a shirt that had my name, the name of my company on it. <laughs> And not that they would definitely show it, just right. That you could wear, you it. Could wear right. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's exact. That that's not a joke. You could wear it at home. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and I said, even if I could possibly do it, if I called in every favor, if it was somehow physically possible to do this, I, it's like you'd have to give me lines. You know, I, I, there's no way I'm doing this without you know. So camera on the face. Yeah. Here's, this I'm Rob yeah. Barone from Barone Woodwork, and blah 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 blah. You can reach me here. Otherwise, and it's not the, your target audience anyway. You know, no. the, the HGTV uh, viewer of whatever this six day thing right. show is isn't buying a seventy five thousand dollar handmade kitchen. You know, yeah. no. But it, it was quite an eye opener. It was really funny. 
Yeah, a yeah. lot of it's, I, I want to really call it scam stuff. It really yeah. is. They just try to use people to the best that they can do. And so they can get those advertising dollars and they yeah. make money. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, on the flip side of that was that time that I was with Norm, you know, it was out in Wyoming, and he came out a couple of days uh, with the crew and the producer and everything. We hung, We had meals together. We hung out. He hung out with everybody that was there. That's the whole time, not like just for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. He hung out with all of us the, the, real the, guy. the whole time he was there. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought they were the that was that was the beginning. They really set the precedence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was going to go on. So on the new show, are you you're going to be teaching processes or machines or both or what do you I mean, what is your what is your what That's do you a good teach, question. What do you, yeah. So the um, the plan is to to keep doing some of these like tool videos like that, and then we want to do you know obviously like tips and techniques. So uh, yesterday we shot a video about um, we use a lot of times shelf pin inserts. So rather than it just being a hole in the plywood, we actually put a metal insert in um, to keep the you know the hole from getting worn out. So stuff like that where we show like a technique. Um, Stuff with hardware, like we're going to shoot a video on ceviche, push-to-open hinges, for example. Um, and then we want to do project videos. So we'll, you know, um, design a project. We'll make a video around the design um, and then build it, you know, which may be multi-part. And we'll create plans for it, which will be for sale on the website. And then I think the idea is to have like a, a really in-depth, long-form video instructional on the website, you know, yeah. also for for purchase, maybe yeah. along with the plans or whatever. But um, we're also, we're hoping to get the old shop set up as sort of like a studio. Um, so... You know, the shop at Rob's house is now just totally empty. <laughs> well, totally There's a lot empty. of debris in yeah. there. <laughs> um, it looks basically exactly like it a did. storm from moving out. Exactly. Yeah. It was not, there were still water bottles on the floor. Yeah, uh, nine months ago, it looks exactly the same. So, I mean, it's just been sitting there, and John had the idea, <clears> like, you know, it, it has that. I don't know if you guys have seen it on any, like. Uh, I saw it on some of your early things. It's It's got that. It has that look, you yeah. know, it looks like it's a, it's a pole barn. It's an Amish pole barn, you know, it it's is, got literally. the board and batten siding, the green metal roof. It's, you know, mm. it looks like a wood shop that, you know, somebody's grandpa or Norm Abrams or, you know, whoever would work in. So, um, I think it's got a lot of potential to be like yeah. this, this studio space, studio shop where, um, you know, we can build stuff in it. You know, we have this more industrial looking shop where if we're, you know, building something that we're trying to um, make seem accessible to like a more hobby or or a, or a beginner woodworker, it um, doesn't appear that way. It might no, feel intimidating. Right. Yeah. You know, they see yeah, the viewers going to look I, at it. as I can't afford a saw stop. Yeah, like they have. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, we're doing something over here and it may be simple, but there's a edge banner in the back. <laughs> yeah, right. Or a right. Belt sander. Yeah, right. Must right. be nice with that Green Street money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to get today's craftsman money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that would be some sort of like long form video where yeah. it's in. You know, as we, we build out something that's sort of like uh, almost like a large garage size woodshop. We right. we talked about starting with a job site table saw and a yep. lunchbox planer. Okay. And, and just 
sort of doing things like that and maybe organically grow it up. Right. Um, right. You know, highlight um, the machinery and the uses and the techniques that are, you know, somewhat accessible, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show um, people you don't need this, uh, you know, a huge industrial shop with, you know, very expensive tools to do, you know, woodworking. Yeah. Because we all started, right. I mean, yeah. I started in my basement. Right, right. Um, We're and, bootstrapping and, it as, yeah. as, <laughs> we, as we, bootstrapped as you can get. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in the day, like a true carpenter oh, worked yeah. out of the house that he had basically like... Carry his stuff with him. The, the craftsman old school table saw with like the joiner on it mm-hmm. and you know or like the shopsmith that mm-hmm. was really before the shopsmith but they were building everything because they were yeah. building the kitchen in the house and yeah yeah and everything building was all site of built yeah so you learned how to get around a lot of things with just one or two pieces of equipment and mm-hmm. you know showing a lot of the other yeah i mean we have a job site so we we yeah. busted out usually we don't we don't want to bust out the job site saw because that means something's not right. Yeah. Right. We need a table saw and install. Well, you have to say um, we're going to plan to use this today. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was a finished carpenter, I built full walk-in closets. Yeah. On site in the closet with a, yeah. a, a Bosch forty-one hundred table saw, uh, you know, a miter saw, and maybe like a. a one and a quarter horsepower router, you know, did everything. Yeah. Mm. And that track saw is pretty. Yeah, I didn't even have a track saw yet. Mm. Yeah, that was a dream. Mm-hmm. I was ripping full sheets of plywood by myself. You know, I was, I was so green. I'm like working till late in the night, just trying to, you know, prove myself. But mm. I mean, I got thrown to the wolves. I was doing walk-in closets like after I don't even know, six months or something. Wow. Terrified somebody would find out. That was my whole thing. It was like I had this fear in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, I bet I got to just fake it, you know, for now. <laughs> if we only had the craftsmanship to, to yeah. learn on it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's maybe, you know, why I like sharing the information that I have now is because that's how I learned everything. I didn't have anybody mm-hmm. to teach me anything. You know, I worked with a guy, Felix, um, Dominican guy, awesome guy, still my buddy. We, we go and see him every yeah. now and then. Um, he's still working for the company. And, um, but, you know, he wasn't, maybe it wasn't that he wasn't willing, but he didn't really teach me much. Hmm. Um, so I would go home and watch guys like Gary Katz and, um, you know, this old house and, and stuff like that. And that's how I learned. So I know how powerful of a tool it could be for somebody else just trying to get started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. yeah and somebody being able to watch and not, have that fluff mm-hmm. yeah and uh, as john was saying the other day because we have the business like this is how we are in our living there are, there's a, just an enormous amount of um opportunity for for videos and projects and things like that because there's always something oh my that's god actually yeah, that's, being done yeah, yeah. john's know? like start making a list of like things ideas for videos i'm like we could just go like this point <laughs> <laughs> at any direction in the shop and there's something there's an idea yeah. it's like that at, at this place too i mean yeah. just walking around out there every hopefully we didn't disappoint you oh no oh, no <laughs> we got to walk around and get some uh video before we leave oh cool yeah, yeah. every corner is a story you know i had a customer in here one time we were doing a little open house and he was an older guy, and he looks at me and he goes, "Do you know what every machine in here does?" I said, "Yes, I do." 
I said, would you like to test? He goes, no, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, In the back of his mind, he said, thank God he didn't test me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you think could I just, could probably pull that off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could just yeah, make it up, too, if you don't know. Yeah, exactly. How would he know? If he didn't know, how would he know exactly. I was telling the truth? Yeah. This machine makes wood. That's a three-ended tenoner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like when the carton layback came in that time, and you called me up. What the hell is this? Oh, yeah, that was the strangest tool. Oh, I I told you that yeah, one. Yeah. American Craftsman yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, we're, we're excited to have you guys up here for sure. And oh yeah, great! I'm glad you could move. come. Yeah, it's a, it's another um, step in the in the networking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's great to develop relationships because in the end, that's really what it's, it's yeah. all about. Um, yeah, and you sounds know, sounds corny, we, but it's true. It is, yeah. When we need a machine, you know who we're calling. Yeah. <laughs> I missed what the would, last. What one. would you guys recommend? I mean, who would you want us to have? One, you know, Keith, like a guy like Keith. I mean, is another kind of industry, or I mean, we mm-hmm. we know so many people, and we're we're starting to invite people. Some of them are far away, yeah, so it's getting yeah. them here. We actually have invited the guys from IRS Auctions. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's where we bought our uh, slider and edge bander. Well, I used to work not for IRS Auction, but the previous company. That's what yeah, I asked yeah. Brian because I, I had assumed that that's, you know, because you said that they were turning it to an auction company. I said, yeah. Was that yeah. IRS Auctions? Yeah, it was called Carpenter's Machinery. So we did invite them, and I think they're going to come. Um, that would I don't, be cool. I don't know when. Yeah, it was funny because I reached out to Keith and said, hey, this is what it's all about, and then then he ended up calling Ron. Yeah. He's like, "Is this real? What are, what are yeah, you doing here? Yeah. What is a podcast?" <laughs> yeah, yeah he, well, he was concerned. Uh, you know, what do you want me to talk about and not talk about? And I said, "I don't know that there's anything you don't want to yeah. talk about." I yeah. said, "Just he's got to be a little bit of a politician too. Like yeah, I, yeah. you know, don't criticize people, <laughs> but he's good at that." And uh, I said, uh, "We can edit it out if you say something yep. that you really decided you didn't want to say." So I think I just don't know when they're coming, but. Yeah. I think maybe some uh, like uh, high level, like what we do, but like like even bigger, you know, would be that would be great for us because, yeah. like I said, you know, we're trying to grow the business, and we were talking about it in the warehouse before. Like, there's not a great resource for guys like us who are trying to like grow a cabinet furniture company. Like, there's no roadmap for that right um there's just a there's just not that many guys especially where we are um and there's just you know there's not a great great resource for us for something like that you know to to learn these sort of hard hard learned tips and and strategies for growing a business yeah they always say that growing the business is the hardest part yeah whether it's you know what we do what you do right um that that's where there's the most danger yeah um it seems definitely like we, <laughs> we just sort of cleared that first hurdle yeah um from you know the backyard shop to the new shop in keensburg right and you guys are going through something similar yeah yeah, we're always. It seems like we're always doing something to grow the company into another mm-hmm. direction. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the world. That's the business world. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's, you got to adapt. You have to change. You can't be stuck in your ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things we used to hate about the uh, the old company was. I've been doing this for 40 years. Well, <laughs> that's a problem. But I've always and? done it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like, you know, you see these mom and pop businesses that close after 40, 50 years, and they're like, man, why did this, 
because people get comfortable. You can never be comfortable. If you if you think that you figured it out the best way, <laughs> you're wrong because right. you always need to be, you know, trying to figure out how to improve the business. It's a I mean, it's the beauty and the curse of owning your own business is that um, you have this freedom to take the business in a direction, but you're cursed with the the um, the task of doing it right. and the stress and of the risk to of doing it, it wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, there's a lot to lose. Yeah, you know? We got right. a lot on the line. That's yeah. right. Um, and you know, nobody's giving out loans or anything uh, <laughs> to a business without a personal guarantee these That's days. That's right. So yeah. We got we got several personal guarantees out there. <laughs> That's like, yeah, we were, we Fred were, calls us. We were out yeah, every, Vegas. every month. <laughs> we, we went to Vegas for the show, and, mm. and one of my guys said to me the other day, he said, did you gamble at all? I said, no, I gamble every morning. You yeah. turn the lights on in here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. It's Yeah, there's no guarantees. Nope. No. You got to show up every day, though. Yeah. Got to go it. swing for the fence every day. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Some days you get a homer, and a lot of days you go home <laughs> back to the dugout. Some days you get hit with the pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some days I'm just happy to get to first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll take an error. You yeah. know. <laughs> Speaking of Fred, you said Fred before. Yeah, he we, calls. Yeah. Well, we're upset. We mi- we missed him. He was in. Fred is the the. Um, is it Ascension? Is it Ascension Capital? He's the. Oh yeah. Um, the, we work with. I don't know him. what his title would be, financing officer, or whatever. I thought he was a sales. He did. He did. Uh, he, he did, did theirs. Yeah. 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 He so, gave us the money to buy. The yeah. Right. Right. He's right. the financier of <laughs> yeah, our right. edge bander. Yeah, he was in Vegas. He came by the booth. In he Vegas, was right? yeah. with our money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used your money to come to Vegas. There you go. But he's got family local to us, so we were down at this kitchen installed, totally tied up, so we couldn't. He he uh, was going to stop by the shop, but oh, unfortunately, okay. we missed him. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. sounds super nice. Yeah. yeah, and we have our buddy Corey has, has some machines financed through Ascension. Yeah, does he? Yeah, up at CT. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way to go. I mean, I think know. his his joiner, and maybe the Cantec. I don't the know slider. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah it was funny because when I I popped in those guys' shop up there and. It's like, hey, it's Brian. We know you. Was Rob there, real tall guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. was there. Yeah, because they were like, we listen to the podcast. We know, we know who you are. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is our little circle. Yeah, yeah. that's great. They're part of Maker Camp. So um, the woodworking tent, which is this year, it's sponsored by Highland Hardwood, up in Massachusetts. I guess they are. Um, it's Rob, myself, Rob DeMarco, and Corey CT Woodwork. Um, our buddy. Um, Matt, uh, Matt Viz, he's the guy with the Oliver planer, oh, okay. joiner, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and Bliss, and Robert Bliss, who's up in New Hampshire. So, hmm. so when is that event? That is October, I think, seventh to ninth. It's Columbus Day weekend. You guys should go. It's a lot of fun. What yeah, send me the link you, on it. You make something. You uh, everybody has to make something. Or what were you describing? You said in one of your podcasts you talked about that. So what we'll be doing in the woodworking tent, we decided to do a picture frame. So like, if you want to build a picture frame, we'll have the parts, and we'll um, we got Sawstop to send us a saw last year, so that'll that'll still be up there. Um, so we'll cut like half lap joinery and give you the parts. You can assemble it. We'll cut a rabbit for the plexiglass. And you could put that in and put some finish on it and take it home. Okay. But you can go and blacksmith. Like there will be professional blacksmiths there who can teach you how to make uh, whatever. You know, they'll, they'll choose what um, they're teaching this year. You know, um, there will be like some 
uh, Broadbeck Iron, who make two by seventy two belt grinders. They'll be there, so you can grind a knife. Hmm. You could go weld with Lincoln, Lincoln welders. It's yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, sounds interesting. Plus, it's just a good time. You know, you, it's very relaxed, open air atmosphere. Good food, good people. So uh, over a weekend, a whole weekend, or what? yeah, yeah. We usually go up. You know. The day early. We'll go like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Yeah, I think we leave Monday mornings. Um, eat in the dining hall. It's great. Where Where is it at again? The, it's the Blackthorn Resort in East Durham, New York. Yeah, October 6th to 9th, 2023. It's like an hour west of Albany. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's a super casual thing. Like, you don't have to do anything. You can just walk yeah, around. Just walk and shoot around. Shit. Just hang out and watch. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people do that. Mm. But a lot of people have never blacksmithed before. So you oh. get a chance to, like, you know, stick a piece of iron in the fire, beat ha- on it, hammer it. They, they show you how to roll it and, you know, shape it. And yeah. Interesting. It's a lot of fun. And we introduced woodworking to it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we went. Um, this will be the, our third year going. The first year we went, um, which was the second, I think, Maker Camp. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had a great time. And then we're like, man, there really should be, like, some woodworking at yeah. this thing. Yeah. So we, we approached Austin, um, whose family owns the Blackthorn. And he runs Maker Camp. And, um, and Is he the guy who was the, on your podcast? Who, who was on the podcast uh, talking about it? That was probably Keith, our buddy Keith. Yeah. Okay. He, um, he does what's called the Maker Swap. He runs oh. that. Oh, event. okay. Um, so yeah, we approached Austin and so we got, we got in touch with saw stop. We got them to sponsor the tent. We had the saw stop woodworking tent and, um, I don't know what happened between Austin and saw stop. Maybe he might not have even approached them to sponsor again, but Highland hardwood is the sponsor this year. Mm. So, Mm. uh, they'll be providing the wood for these picture frames. Yeah. That was one of our takeaways is that people want something they could take away with them. Yeah. You know, something they could touch put in their bag and say look i got this from maker camp yeah like i have like a bookmark and um something else from the blacksmithing i kind of caught the blacksmithing bug and so after maker camp i went and i bought an anvil and and now i have no time i've only done it like three times just just sitting there yeah Uh but actually i bought an anvil from a uh like a really (coughs) well-known knife maker and it was his yeah. first anvil, and I was kind of honored to buy it. And now it's just kind of sitting there getting rusty. But hmm. um, he's down in Upper Black Eddy, Pennsylvania. He's really good. Hmm. Sounds like a fun event. It is. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah last year they had a, this big barbecue at the uh, yeah. on the last day. It was really good. They do the maker burn. So throughout the weekend they start to build this giant um, – edifice is, is that the yeah, right word yeah like so the first year it was a was it a t-rex yes yeah and it's like a 30 foot tall t-rex made out of wood and oh, then yeah. on the last night they set it on fire oh really? and the <laughs> flames are like 50 feet high yeah they're 30 feet tall. Yeah. yeah um yeah. last year was a jackalope yeah and i'm not sure what they're doing this year you know they make it so that, like the fire is coming out of the mouth they light it at the bottom and it's like a chiminea and then the whole thing goes up <laughs> it's a lot of fun um, and you get to meet all kinds of different people. We've met a lot of cool people there. Yeah. I mean, that was like the first time we ever hung out with Rob. Mm-hmm. You know, and did we meet Viz there too? Or uh, did we know him? I kind of knew him a media. little bit beforehand, yeah. And same thing with Corey. Like, knew Corey a little bit, but not that well. And then 
It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a good excuse to get out of the shop. Corey and Rob actually came to our old shop to help us move. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were telling me the whole story. So it was like, when I went up there, I said, yeah, we're real close. We actually had to come down and help them move everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were like totally um, shocked. We were humbled by the amount of help we got to move. Had like seven guys who just volunteered, and we didn't ask anybody. They all just said, when you move, let us know when, and we'll be there. That's nice. So yeah, it was, that's a good part of the community. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, that's the kind of people you want to keep close to you. Right. Yeah. Right. We didn't um, have anybody help offer to help us move when we came up. From <laughs> yeah. Your stuff's a little heavier. <laughs> 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 but you guys are part of that community now too. Yeah, right? we'll be, we'll be over. <laughs> yeah, we feel so honored to be move. part of it. Uh, <laughs> next uh, time we move, don't forget. Yeah. That. To come help. It's totally reciprocal. We'll, we'll, we'll bring our forklifts. Yeah. <laughs> We're well equipped. We were lucky because our buddy Keith, who was on that podcast a couple weeks ago, he has a truck with a lift gate. And then at the new shop, we had the forklift. So we, you know, we could pull stuff on the lift gate, lift it up into his truck. And, the, you know, the new shop's only three miles mm-hmm. from the old shop. And then just pick it up with the forklift. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've... We've done some comical things getting machinery into the old shop, yeah. even into the new shop. Even the laser, you know, the yeah. laser came on a box truck, and the, um, you know, the skids were the wrong way. So oh. The solid side was facing us because they couldn't fit it in the truck the right way, and there was just like a one-inch lip. So I got under there, picked it up a little bit. We slid some, some skids underneath of yeah. it, and, you know, and it was... Our forklift is old. It's a 1989 Clark 5,000-pound lift, and it has relatively short forks. They're probably only, what, four feet? And one's up and, and one's yeah, down. One of them's <laughs> bent, so we need to get some longer forks because the, the crate was um, it was probably like you know 64 by, by 90 or something like that, and it just the back end was too heavy, you know, so it was... We had a pallet jack under the ass of it and, and drove the forklift backwards into the shop. <laughs> but we've unloaded so now you can say you're becoming riggers as well <laughs> yeah oh i mean you should have seen the sahisa coming off the truck oh <laughs> yeah well how about uh barry oh god we took a was it a 48 inch he uh 36 inch? 37 37 37 inch woodmaster double drum sander i'm sure you guys have seen oh, yeah. it's like a four foot cube basically mm-hmm. out of the back of a pickup truck and into the shop with just an engine hoist Oh, yeah? (laughs) And we got it out of the shop into somebody else's pickup truck when we sold it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that thing, Barry. You figure it out. Yeah. That's been our way most of the time. We, we, uh, whether it's building something that uh, Jeff designed, and I was like, how are we going to get that into the third floor thing? (laughs) (laughs) We just had a job kind of fall through, which uh, I'm a little bit relieved. We were going to build a um, two 10-foot-tall replicas of these floral arrangements to be displayed in front of the Flatiron Building in Manhattan, um, and one of which would need a 12-foot diameter, a section of a 12-foot diameter sphere, um, like five feet high, like a dome, you know, and we were going to make it out of paper mache we're going to buy a weather balloon and make <laughs> it's i know it's crazy buy a weather balloon blow it up and literally paper mache this thing with rosin paper and type on three 
and then cover it with flowers, you know, it would have worked. We would have figured it out. Yeah. Mm. But luckily, you know. Well, it wouldn't have got shot down until it actually got out in the ocean, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they thought we were going to build giant flowers. You know, it's a flower company. So they thought that they, we were going to be able to scale up the flowers. I'm like, I, we're not going to be able to make, you know, 24-inch diameter flowers. So right. that yeah. was the nail that broke the camel's – or the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, <laughs> cool. Somewhat relieved about that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, there's plenty of other stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> so how do people find you? Well, social media usually – yeah. Yeah, we're on Instagram at uh, Green Street Joinery and and YouTube a little bit. You can mm-hmm. find the podcast on YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really anywhere. The podcast is the American Craftsman Podcast. Um that that gets sorry, gets released every Friday at five AM Eastern time. Um and then today's Craftsman. Craftsman is with a M E N that's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we definitely enjoyed the visit. Absolutely. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing what happens with the Today's Craftsman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be watching. And the streaming. And yeah, the streaming. Yeah. <laughs> we're very interested in that one. I think yeah. that's uh, that's about two weeks out, two weeks from today. Yeah. And we want to do a long video on the Sahisa. Oh, too. yeah. We want, we'd like, love you to oh, come I'm out. I'm down and, for that. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Because there's a real uh, hole in the. Um, you know, whole YouTube content on the Sahisa Edge Banders. So, well, and I think a lot of people don't know. They don't know the brand that well. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, that would help us too. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, it's tough for people shopping for an Edge Bander when you go look it up and you're like, I can't. There's no information about it. You know, I right. want to see somebody. There's a couple videos, but there's no talking, and they're very short. You know, I want somebody like Brian who knows the machine to take me through the machine, show me what's what, how it works, why it's good. You know, mm-hmm. so I think it'd be good for a lot of people. It'd be very beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think too, a lot of people in the industry or sales in the industry don't understand them. Mm-hmm. You know, other than a tech side of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You really come at it from every angle. Yeah, we have some salesmen who don't know anything about their products. It's true. No, I'm sure you do. No name. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I know what's on this sales sheet that yeah. they gave me at the <laughs> office. Please read this. Yeah. <laughs> Push the new drawer slides. <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, we enjoyed having you guys on. And yeah, I'm glad you guys came. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Great time. Good time. The, Excellent. Uh, thanks for lunch. Yeah. Oh, always. Yeah. You're welcome. Always, yeah. So thanks for everybody for tuning in. All right. Catch you at the next one. Take care. All right.